jerk off, not explore, not be mindful, not learn anything, not be aware of how you're functioning or helping yourself function in the way that you want by trying different techniques or different thoughts. You're just like, uh, (laughs) jerking it to porn. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I hope you're doing great. I felt really drained yesterday. Um, I was PMSing pretty bad too. I watched The Holiday, that that movie, which I love. It's one of my favorite movies, and I realized I didn't I didn't watch it yet this Christmas. So I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna watch The Holiday. Really don't feel good <laughs> mentally, not okay. So I I lay down. I'm watching The Holiday, and the little old man in the movie is just adorable. He's like the, he, he's just like the sweetest, kindest, funniest old guy. Um, he's just like, he's not adorable just cause he's a little old man. His like personality is so sweet and charming and, and he's a cute old guy. So <laughs> there's a point where, um, he's being introduced in, and it's like this event for his honor in his honor and everybody's clapping for him. And I start crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. This is so cute. I can't handle it. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm just on my couch crying. And I'm like, okay, let me check the calendar real quick because I should not be crying at this. And, uh, Believe it or not, I'm in my prime PMS stage right now, which is about three days a month. It's the time frame with which I am very just highly emotional um, and I will cry basically anything, but it feels good. This is uh, something Andrew and I were talking about the other day. I was like, sometimes I just need to cry so bad and I go in our closet and I cry and you don't know about it. And he's like, what? Why don't you tell me? And I'm like, because I don't need sympathy. I don't need a hug. I don't even want those things. I just want to have an emotional release. And I know that crying is going to feel really good and help me do that. So I do it. But, um, yeah, anyway, it was just funny because I told him about this last night and he was cracking up. He's away on uh, a trip. He's in Miami right now for this business retreat. Um, sounds pretty awesome. So I hope he's having fun. Uh, so far, it seems he is. And yeah, so anyway, uh, after I watched the holiday, I, I was prepping a bit more for my healthy masturbation masterclass, which I did last night. And you will be able to access it and buy it at this point on. You should be able to buy it as of now. It should be in the link in the description. If not, you could check tomorrow. It will definitely be there. But um, but yeah, and it, it's funny because there are some things that I host where a lot more guys will show up. And then there's there's um, classes like this, like he- healthy masturbation, where I'll have one guy show up or a couple. And then like 
guys will come in and out and like see that they're one of the only ones on the class. So they'll leave, right? Whenever it's like anything related to, um, a dick related issue, it's, it's really interesting to see who shows and who's too embarrassed to show. Um, this is also something that is difficult for me from a business perspective is really, um, being able to do things I want to do in terms of a, and I know this is possible. It's just, I gotta, I gotta find a way that's more difficult than others, other coaching, other coaches. But the first thing is hosting in-person events because like what guys are going to show up for an in-person event about premature ejaculation they're struggling with, right? Or delayed ejaculation or erection issues. And, um, even sex with their partner. Like, I think that that's the, probably the, the easiest way to, to get them in. And I was brainstorming with this guy I met at an Austin picnic, which is so Austin. (laughs) Hey, like we're hosting a, and Zach, this guy I was talking to is actually the host, the event host of this picnic. And he did an awesome job. There were like 50 people who signed up and then about 40 of us showed. So it was a really cool, fun crowd and a great Great way to make friends. You know, that's what's great about Austin. There's so many people willing to host events like that and do things. And then you get to these events and the the expectation is that everybody wants to make new friends. So everyone is really just out there and like willing, like you could just walk up to a group of people and they, they let you in right away, open arms. Like it's really, really interesting. I've never, I've never been anywhere like it. I, I was raised in Jersey then I, uh, I moved to LA. So I was in Santa Monica, the LA area. And then, um, I moved to New York city and none of those areas did I ever experience such an open arms community of people. I know that Austin is known for being friendly. I wonder if it was friendly before it was a huge transplant, uh, city, because, you know, there are a lot of people moving here later years in life wanting to make friends. So it would make sense that they're more friendly in this way. But I, I, I wonder if it was always like a friendly city and people just kind of pick that up when they move here. I feel like I've become more friendly since I moved here <laughs> because of the community of people and how most people are. You go in an elevator and you just automatically talk to the person. It's like New York. I wouldn't even look at the person. <laughs> I'd be like, look straight ahead. <laughs> Do not make eye contact. No, it wasn't that bad, but it was, it, similar to that. Um, but anyway, so I, going back to my conversation with Zach, I was talking about, you know, these little business hurdles I have of hosting an in-person event and seeing how to market it in a way that would have guys come. And he was like, you know, I think to really target the wives or the girlfriends would probably be, be better. Cause then the wives would be like, Oh, let's go to this thing. And the guys might just go, you know? So we're kind of like playing around with the ideas. I have to do a better job of asking my audience about this. It's just, I haven't, I haven't really, you know, been that, that obsessed or that wanting to, to host an in-person thing. But another, another setback for me business-wise is referrals because referrals are the best business model. And that's what every business should, um, should go after is like, how can I build a strong referral system? So that's how I get clients. And for me, even if I get my clients great success, they're, 
they're not very likely to tell their friends about it. (laughs) They're not going to be like, oh, I worked with this sex coach and she helped me do this. It's like, what, dude? You know, so I've even, you know, I've talked to, I've talked to clients who were like, yeah, I probably like, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. Like, I'm so thankful for you. (laughs) I'm just like, fuck. (laughs) Um, So anyway, very, very interesting situation that I am in as a, a business sex coach for men specifically. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting when I have conversations with other business owners and they're like, Whoa, I never even thought about that problem. And that's so interesting. And then, you know, when I host my own little things and then I have people who just are feel too awkward or weird to actually show up to the call. Um, And, you know, I feel for these guys because, I I mean, my clients even, when they will come on a call with me, sometimes the first session, and this is after they've invested um, financially in me, and they'll come on the the session and be like, I, you know, this is kind of weird for me, but I'm, I'm just going with it because I really need to fix this problem. And, you know, I want your help. So they'll even admit, like, this is hard for me, and I've I've actually taken the step to invest and get going on the program with you. So it is super interesting. And uh, yeah, so last night, definitely didn't expect a lot of people. Um, There are a bunch of you guys that signed up, but did not, had very low expectations for showing up live. But the one guy that did had some awesome questions and I hope that I helped him out at the end when we were going back and forth in a discussion. But I talked about healthy masturbation and after having, after giving that presentation and having the conversation, uh, with the guy back and forth, I wanted to talk today about how to limit your porn intake. Cause this is something he and I were, were discussing. And he was saying how from a very young age, he started watching porn, like very young, like developmental stages, about six years old. And he's, he's now in his thirties and is still, still watching it and wants to, wants to stop of course, but he's just, he's like, it's so ingrained in me. It's such a habit. And I know it's causing issues like desensitization mentally and physically, which of course it does, right guys, that's like a huge thing. And then that eventually does lead to erectile dysfunction. When you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, Um, the desensitization of porn and how often you're watching porn is a huge contributor to the ED because it's like your body mind connection is just not there. It's not around pleasure. It's on this dependency to watch a certain, um, you know, type of type of image to get aroused. And then you don't, you no longer depend on yourself. You no longer trust yourself. So he and I, in this conversation, I was telling him, you know, you don't, you don't trust your body and you don't really know what real pleasure feels like because you've been essentially brainwashing yourself to believe that pleasure is what you're witnessing. And then you have all these questions about it. You know, you have maybe insecurities come from it. I know for a lot of men, it's that comparison constantly is kicking in when they're watching porn, whether they want it to or not. Um, and, And it kind of takes over the pleasure center. It's no longer about real pleasure. It's no longer about truly understanding your body. And our bodies change too over time. So if you're so used to jacking off the same way to porn for your entire life, it's you're missing out on 
first of all, trying different things with your body, but also experimenting in different phases of your life. I know for me personally was passionate about sex in the sense that I was trying different things with my body at different phases of my life. And it wasn't until like, for example, it wasn't until, um, two years ago or three years ago that I was able to squirt for the first time. And I've tried it before and it wasn't working for me. I don't know if it was a comfortability thing. Um, most likely it was because all women have the anatomy to be able to squirt. But, um, but yeah, it was like, I, I always thought I felt comfortable in my body enough to relax and, and enough to know, you know, how to make it work for me. And it wasn't until two or three years ago that it happened. So I was like, Oh my God, that was cool. And then there were, there are phases of life where I really enjoyed anal a lot more than vaginal sex. That's no longer a thing. Um, but I was very like anal over vaginal always. And that was like interesting. That was a phase of life that no longer is the same. Right. So like, and then there are times when I liked, um, oral stimulation done a certain way in a certain motion. And now I no longer want that motion. I want something different. So even myself understanding that there are ways of, um, you know, having, when I, when I would have sex and I would question, is it the partner or is it, that's not really doing it for me anymore, you know, and like getting like spanked and, and whipped. That was also something that I used to like, you know, not whipped like crazy hard. Um, but just like that, that intensity, um, was something I liked at one point then I didn't, then I liked other things, you know? So it's, it's like, wow, I've grown with myself and I had to question, is it my partner or is it me? And it got to the point where I realized it was me. And when I think about it from this perspective, from this perspective, and I compare it to you guys, or I just look at you guys, I'm like, wow, like if they jerk off the same way their entire life to porn, mostly they're missing out on like all this understanding their own body. And then they can't bring it to their partner and they can't have like a really good experience that they actually prefer and feel really good about with their partner, you know? And then you tend to blame your partner when really it's, it's you got to look at yourself and understand how your body is changing or how it's changed over time and how maybe what you want now or what you desire now physically or mentally um, is different. And that's okay. Like that's, that happens. That's, that's normal. But if you're doing it the same way over and over and over, most likely you're just going to dull your, um, your sexual experience and it's going to feel that way during masturbation and with your partner, like sex will become boring. If it's the same every single time you're stimulating the same parts of your body every single time. And by stimulating the same parts of your body, I mean, you know, you're, you're stroking your dick the same exact way for years and years and years and years. And you never experiment with certain parts of your dick, giving, giving the certain parts more attention. You know, some guys like to pay more attention to the head, some the frenulum, um, others, the shaft. And then even when it comes to the shaft, especially like, are you, are you going a little harder and then softer and like, um, or not giving yourself death grip, obviously we don't want to do that, but you know, there's different motions, there's different speeds, there's different grip styles. Um, so it's, there's just so much you can do. And then there's the, you know, we're not even talking about the anus. We're not even talking about your, your prostate gland and stimulating that, um, through your rectum. We're not even talking about anal play, which is maybe just like putting a vibrator up to that 
exterior of your anus. Like that's other play that is there for you. But if you're not like, if you're not trying things, I'm not saying you have to try the backdoor stuff if you don't want to, but if you're not trying things, even like with your dick and what you got, and you're not, you're not trying things that have to do with your body as a whole, instead of just your dick, you're missing out on so much guys. And you build a lot of arousal sensation by bringing in different ways of doing things, bringing in variety. This is what I was telling the guy last night is you need some variety and you need to start so you could start trusting yourself um, and actually understand what pleasure means to you at this point in time. Like, what does it really mean to you? I know for me, um, if I, let's say like I'm being like vaginally stimulated in some way, like penetration, let's say, if I was to, if I was to have my partner like caress my boobs or me myself do it, that would add some intensity of arousal for me, not necessarily for all women, but I know that that will do it for me a little bit. It will like bring it up a notch. You know, if, if he's kissing me at the same time and he's talking dirty to me, at the same time, especially talking dirty. That's something that like I know gets me from like here to woo, <laughs> like trying to like do it with my hands, but you can't see me obviously, but it will take me far and like get me a lot more into the experience if he says, and then to even go further, if, if Andrew says certain phrases during sex, like at this point in my life, certain phrases, he knows what works for me. And what's interesting is like these phrases didn't work for me like a couple years ago, <laughs> but they do now. And then there are ones that he continues to say, or he was like, I don't know, this is funny because it was a few months ago he was saying it. And I was like, that honestly, when you say that, doesn't turn me on anymore. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, just like, I don't even like it anymore. So just stop saying that. <laughs> but like, this is the open communication you need with your partner because it's going to help you get more aroused when you want to add an element of arousal or heightened stimulation to, to have, to have fun and reach an orgasm maybe faster or just be like highly, highly aroused. You want to know what's working for you. And then, um, and then you also want to know what doesn't work for you anymore and don't feel ashamed or embarrassed or weird about sharing with your partner what no longer works. You know, that might make you feel, I could see how this might make a man feel maybe emasculated if, if you're like, Hey, I don't like when you suck me off like that anymore. And you know, like, but you got to be truthful, you know, and maybe there's a different way you like head or maybe even sharing with her. Like, I'm not really enjoying head that much at this. I don't know. It's just like, I'm going through a phase. It's not really my thing. Like, I love fucking you like this. I love when we do this, but yeah, head is just like, I don't know, just not for now. Like maybe we'll come back. Like I'll let you know if it comes back, you know, we, to have a casual conversation like this about sex when it's appropriate. And it, if it's the conversation, which is Basically, whenever you're with your partner and you're alone and you're like able to share something, um, then it, it makes sense to share, right? I mean, if we can talk this openly, then your partner knows where you're at and you guys are on the same page and you don't ever have to feel weird for going through different phases. But anyway, that was a long rant to get us into the, the three points today that I want to talk about on how to limit your porn intake. A lot of you guys know that I am not, I'm not anti-porn. I'm not someone who's like, stop watching it. 
immediately, completely get it out of your life. Um, would I say that for, would I advise that uh, or recommend that for most men? Probably, yeah. Um, but overall, I myself don't see, um, don't see porn as bad in itself. It's how the majority of us are using it in a way that's, um, that's desensitizing ourselves and giving us false expectations, messing with our head and taking us away, most importantly, taking us away from being mindful and aware of our own bodies. So basically what I've been talking about um, in the last 10 minutes or so, when you're not exploring yourself and you're not aware of how your body's changing, and you're not intentional and in figuring that out, you're not prioritizing it, right? Because we have shit going on. Like we have life. We're not always prioritizing sex as much as me or as much as like some people. You know, sometimes you go through phases where I went through a health phase. I wasn't prioritizing sex at all. I was prioritizing my health. Still kind of am. But like we go through phases. That's okay. But if you are at a place where you're not prioritizing sex, then you for sure should be away from porn and you should, when you do masturbate, be focused on yourself and your body. If you are prioritizing sex and you have a lot of time with sexual partners and with yourself and you're you're really horny at this time in life, you're you're just wanting to fuck, you <laughs> think about sex constantly. Um, even if you don't, even if you're just like, I want to prioritize it and I have it once a week and I masturbate once a week or twice a week, then awesome. Then you're then you have more time. Um if you're prioritizing it, most likely you're dedicating more time to, to uh, have the space to have that mindful masturbation practice. And you can have porn along with it if that works for you. If it doesn't, don't do it. But I'm saying that because you can, when you're mindful and you're intentionally mindful, then you notice a difference between when you're mindful and when you're watching porn. When you're mindful, you're actually learning about yourself. You're actually building trust in yourself sexually. You're noticing how you function and what types of thoughts help you function the best, the best way you would like to, right? You're able to um, play with different parts of your body to the point where you're like, oh, like, oh, I didn't realize that felt so good. And I never thought to do it faster or harder or like hold a vibrator against it. And you, you take more time to experiment and then you realize that when you watch porn, you're like a brainless moron, <laughs> myself included. I'm not calling you guys morons, but it's a brainless activity. It's mindless. There is nothing really going on other than you watching like whatever you're watching and not having to do anything but jerk off, not explore, not be mindful, not learn anything, not be aware of how you're functioning or helping yourself function in the way that you want by trying different techniques or different thoughts, you're just like, uh, <laughs> jerking it to porn, right? Big difference. And sometimes going back and forth and seeing that difference um, can be very helpful in you limiting your porn intake because you realize how it feels more like a waste of time when you're watching porn and masturbating versus when you're mindfully masturbating, you will come out of it feeling like you didn't waste your time. You're going to come out of it feeling productive. Like I just did something to improve my sex life. And that's how you want to feel. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be like always intense and learning about yourself. You know, sometimes a mindful masturbation uh, technique can just be you laying on your bed, like 
jerking off, but you're just, you're not using porn. You're using your own mind and you're just, it's just you and your body. You know, you don't have to go crazy thinking of all these different things and explore every single time. That's not what I'm saying, but, but you get used to just being with your body. You build trust there, you build confidence there. So I'm not against porn, but I am against it if it is not working for your sex life and you feel overwhelmed by it, then I think you should try to eliminate all of it as much as you can and then build it back in if you want, when you are mindful enough and aware enough to be able to control your porn intake. So number one, have a specific reason why you should limit porn, right? So Number one of how to limit your porn intake is have a specific reason why you should limit it. A lot of you guys are just like, yeah, I really should stop watching porn, but why? What is it actually doing to you? Sometimes when you journal or write down what is not working for you um, based on your porn intake, like how is it ruining your life? How is it hurting your sex life? How is it damaging your relationship with yourself? How is it making your dick functioning worse? How is it making you lose sensitivity to the point when you're with a partner, you don't even enjoy sex? Like get specific, write that shit down. So it's in front of your face and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is horrible. Like this is terrible because if you don't sit there and zone in on the pain a little bit, you're not going to feel enough of a need to actually get rid of this get rid of your, your porn intake, or at least like, at least having the specifics will make you think twice, but not enough of you guys have the specific reasons for why it's hurting you and why you need to get away from it. All right. So think about your specific reasons and make that list that I'm talking about, write them down, write them down, make like 10. I'm sure each of you have at least like five to 10 reasons why it's not working for you. And have those reasons somewhere where you can read them close to your laptop where you typically watch porn <laughs> would be ideal. <laughs> but have a reason, have multiple reasons, specific reasons, so that you wake up to realizing, wow, this is really, really not working for me and actually making my sex life and sex experiences worse and worse with my partners over time. And you're only strengthening your poor habits when you continue to watch porn in a mindless way, when you don't have control over it. And when you don't, when you're not fully aware of your body doing enough mindful masturbation, then porn is hurting you. All right. So number two, how to limit your porn intake is something I tell my clients is give porn, give yourself permission to watch porn but limited access. Okay. So here's what I mean by this. A lot of guys who want to stop watching porn feel a ton of shame and guilt whenever they do, but they watch it anyway, because it's so habit. And they're like, oh, fuck, I really should stop. I know this is hurting me. I know it's bad, but like, fuck. And they feel bad every time they go into it. So now we have shame and guilt and these heavy emotions, disappointment, um, regret going into this experience. And no wonder you feel like shit when you stop and like reflect back on how much porn you watched over the week. Cause you're like, 
fuck, that was so like, it felt like it was controlling me. Like I was not controlling it and I felt shitty about it, but I did it anyway. Fuck. Like that's not the man I want to be. Fuck. You know, and you're just noticing how much it hurt you. And that's why you have such this, you know, this way of looking at it where it's like so damaging. So if you were to give porn permission, if you were to give yourself permission to watch porn, let's say, let's say you watch it every day at this point. If you give yourself permission to watch it three days during the week, but the other days when you jerk off, you have to jerk off mindfully by yourself. Just no porn involved. Just really you focusing on, on yourself and your own thoughts and, um, exploring with your body a little bit, different parts of your dick, maybe touching yourself in a different way. You don't usually do maybe switching hands, you know, just switching something up to get your brain kind of like, all right, let's, let's create a new habit of trying things, doing things a little different. You know, if you were to give yourself permission for three days and then the four days you do the mindful, that would be a great place to start. So see what that does is, and I'm not recommending this to everyone. Like this is of course, take it or leave it. I'm not a porn expert. I'm not an addiction expert, but this has helped clients of mine who I, um, who I gave this, this recommendation to, because then they don't feel shame. They don't feel as much shame. They typically do still feel bad doing it. Even when they give themselves permission, some of you may, maybe you won't as much, uh, you definitely won't as much, but maybe you won't at all. Um, But when you're like, okay, I'm giving myself three days, I'm going to pick the days and I'm going to pick wisely because I only have three days, you know, like you have to hold yourself to that, but you will find holding yourself to that will of course limit your porn intake. You're going from seven days to three days. That's good, right? You're limiting. You're feeling in control because you gave yourself that rule and you're staying in integrity with it. So you're following through on what you said you were going to do. And when you go into it, there's not going to feel as much guilt or heavy emotion because you're telling yourself, all right, I'm giving myself permission. This is going to help me in the long run. Um, I know I'm still, I'm still working on building a habit to get out of this, but I'm going to get there. Okay. That's an entirely different way of going about it versus you're, you're much more likely to watch it. If you just tell yourself, all right, I'm going to try to not watch it this week. If you haven't built any specific reasons to stay away from it and you haven't released some of those heavy emotions attached to it, you're just going to continue the habit of watching it. So, so yeah, you could take it or leave it, but I think that giving yourself permission based on where you're at, maybe, maybe for a lot of you, it's just giving your permission, giving yourself permission for one day a week. Maybe it's three days. Maybe it's permission for five days a week. Cause you're like, oh my God, that'd be too much of a jump from every day to three. Like What's going to help you get to the very next step of feeling in control, limiting the porn, increasing the mindful masturbation. All right. And then lastly, point three is prioritize mindful masturbation and how you're going into it. All right. So what I just mentioned was another important part of this when you're limiting your porn intake is to increase the mindful masturbation. So to increase the mindfulness The mindful masturbation is to, number one, realize porn and masturbation are not the same, right? You can masturbate without porn. Masturbation has amazing health benefits to it. Masturbation helps you create a healthy relationship with sex, with your body, with your performance, with your functioning, with your your experimentation, with it helps your sleep. 
you know, for a lot of people, it helps you reduce stress. It helps you alleviate um, anxiety and stress. It it's great. All right. But you have to use it in a way that, um, that is mindful. So when you're doing, when you're prioritizing the mindfulness aspect of it, that means you're going into this, the, the masturbation session, knowing how you're going to do it, like have a step-by-step, like three steps, you know, nothing crazy, but just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to use, I'm going to use some good lube. I'm going to, I'm going to think about, um, my top three desires, like turn-ons, desires, fantasies, whatever. And I'm going to, I'm going to go in with the intention of learning something about my arousal, about like something that really spiked my arousal while I was thinking about those fantasies, like what really did it for me. All right. That's it. That's like a, a step-by-step frame. And for you to know how you're going into it is going to limit the friction. And it's important you do this ASAP before you start this habit of masturbating mindfully. Like know what does mindful masturbation look like for you? And what I talk about in the Healthy Masturbation Masterclass was how there's different ways to masturbate to overcome certain issues, such as premature ejaculation premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, and erectile dysfunction. And I give, I gave examples in the masterclass. Um, so you could buy the masterclass now it's in the description of this, this episode, but I give you specific frameworks for mindful masturbation to overcome each of these issues in enough time. So you'll see specific clear examples of like what you want to be, the type of thing, how your intention going into it, what you want to be thinking about, um, how you're going to masturbate a little differently than you normally do with the time frame, with how you go about it. So that's going to show you that there's different ways to masturbate and different ways to masturbate to help you improve your relationship with your body, with your dick-related issues, and with your relationship. So you want to know how you're going to go into it before you start masturbating. Otherwise, there's going to be too much friction it's going to be too big of a point of friction, which is that I mean, oh, it's like if you're like, usually when you masturbate, you're like, oh, I just want to like relax. I just want to chill. You know, you don't want to think too much. So that's what I mean by there will be too much friction if you haven't thought through your desire, your your desire list, your turn on list, and you don't know what you want to think about. You're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to watch porn. I don't know what the fuck to think about. I don't know. I don't know how to mindfully masturbate. Let me just watch porn. It's easy. You know, so we want to get, we want to create more friction on the porn side and reduce the friction from the mindful masturbation side. And that means you get really clear on what your step-by-step process is going to look like. And let's say do it for the next like two weeks and see how you feel. Um, and then you want to create more friction around your porn habits. So I was talking to a client of mine, actually, we were talking about this last week and he was like, or earlier this week, and I was like, how can you create a point of friction for porn? And he said, well, I could I could make a rule that I can't use my laptop when I'm laying down um, on my bed and just, you know, have that rule that I start for myself. And I thought that was a good one, but I didn't think it was strict enough um, in terms of having a, a more specific point of friction. So I said, all right, how about we keep that? But how about we also add you putting a blocker on the porn site. 
And he was like, oh, I always thought about doing that, but I just never did it. And I'm like, that's interesting. I think he never did it because it is a point of friction. It's, it's annoying, right? Like he, cause that's the whole point of creating friction. You want to make it annoying to get to the thing. You want to make it like, oh, it's like too much work. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to unblock the site. Even if it takes really fast, even if it's not like a huge deal, just adding little points of friction will help you reduce your intake. So he, he decided to go along with both those things, the rule about the cat, the laying down and also putting a, a blocker on the site. So we'll see how that went for him. But, um, but that's, that's really what it takes more points of friction on the porn side and more easy ways to go into the mindful masturbation side. So you can actually learn about yourself and you could feel good in your body and you could, you can really understand your body so that you're not going into sex, just like totally oblivious to what really turns you on or like what really feels good besides just the obvious penetration, right? Like there's so much more to feeling good than just fucking a woman, like penetrating her. Like there's, there's so much more for you. So you'll never really know what that is unless you start getting your wheels turning mentally and think about it. And then also start experimenting with yourself physically in different ways. And when you do this, I mentioned this in the masterclass too, and talk a bit about it is that when you, when you have more mindful masturbation sessions, you are so, you get so comfortable talking about, not talking about, but you get so comfortable in your body with the experimentation and with thoughts of what really turns you on and the awareness of like, oh wow, this turns me on a lot. And like, when I thought about that, that got me like so hard, so fast. And when when I played this out in my head and when I touched my dick like this, that like brought me here. Like that really kind of turned me off actually. You know, when you, the more you learn about yourself, the more sex confidence you have and you bring that into your relationship, not only like the energy of confidence, but also the ability to communicate more. Cause if you're, if you're learning and you, you trust your, you're learning about your body sexually, you're trusting yourself sexually, you're much more likely to share with your partner, hey, this really turns me on. Hey, I masturbated about this the other night and I was thinking of us doing this. You wanna try it? Like, I thought it was so hot. You're more likely to be open to sharing those types of things. And, um, and then you have better communication, you have better experiences, you have more fun, you feel good, feel really good. You know, there's a lot of you guys that don't even feel good. Um, when you're, when you're masturbating or when you're having sex with a partner. And it's, you know, a lot of that does have to do with porn. It also has to do with a lot of anxiety that comes from you not fully knowing your body. So, whew. oh my God. Okay. So that is it. Um, if you want to check out the healthy masturbation masterclass, um, if you want to buy it, the link is in the description. Um, I will also have notes and a few sex meditations for you within the masterclass that that are included in that so i hope this was helpful guys and that's it have an amazing morning even or night wherever you are in the world talk to you soon i hope this episode helped you if it did i would love for you to leave me an itunes review it would mean the world to me you can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on instagram at steph ganowski and before i go remember Your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.